0: Who is Manawatan? We know he's one of the most significant characters in the four branches of the Mabinagi. His story is told in the third branch. And we can see that Manawatan, Vablier is a very similar name to the Irish Manannan Maklir. What is the relationship between Manawatan and Manannan? How does Manawatan the welsh character relate to the broader celtic tradition what are his roots now these are some very difficult questions that celtic scholars have been seeking to answer for some time now uh, of course in this series we're looking at uh, the work of wj griffith initially his uh, 1953 classic, Rhiannon, which looks at the first and third branches. But of course, I'm also using W.J. Griffiths' work on Rhiannon as a springboard to look at the broader. Uh, tradition of Celtic scholarship in the 20th century. Uh, And this session is going to be no different. I'm going to be beginning with W.J. Griffith and what he says about Manawatān and how he relates to Mananan MacLear, and then looking at the work of some Celtic scholars that came after him and their opinion on what's going on. Now, so far, we've seen how Griffith's work Rhiannon Although relatively well received at the time, in the 60s, in the 50s, by today it's kind of gone out of fashion. We've seen uh, in early episodes of this series how he collected an amazing amount of data but came to some rather confused conclusions about all that information and data that he gathered. But in this session, we're going to look at how W.J. Griffith sets out an idea how it goes out of fashion, and then how later scholars have actually come back to agree with him once again. So the pendulum has swung back in his favour, let's say. His work on Manawatan is actually very informative. He does make some really interesting comparisons between Manawatan and Mananan Maklir, as we've already seen earlier on in the series. But fundamentally... As always, W.J. Griffith sees that the Welsh storytellers borrowed from the Irish. This is what he has to say. Perhaps the strangest feature of the Mabinogi of Manawydan is the character of Manawydan himself and the role assigned to him. Taking the older Celtic tradition as a whole, both Irish and Welsh, we may safely assert that no character in this vast pantheon is so clearly defined as that of Mananán, Manawuddan. In Irish legend, Mananán is always the magician, and from the paucity of references to Manawuddan in Welsh legends, and from the complete misrepresentation of his traditional character in what is practically the only account of him in Welsh – that is the third branch of the Mabinogi, we may safely conclude that his name has been lifted from Irish merely as a name and applied to a character developed exclusively in Welsh story and literature, having no correspondence to his clearly defined personality in Irish. And of course, W.J. Griffith is right to agree, saying that there's a, a significant body of text Uh, discussing and describing the narratives associated with Mananan Maclir in Irish literature, and we've only really got one significant story concerning Manawadan in Welsh literature. Uh, We've got a few of the references in some poems, but not much. Now, I disagree with W.J. Griffith here, uh, and even though some later scholars, uh, Celtic scholars working today, tend to agree with WJ Griffith's uh, opinion here. I'm going to disagree with them also, because I think that there is at least a hint of an older mythology behind both Manawoddan in the Welsh tradition and the Mananan Maclear in the Irish. I think that we can at least hypothesise a connection That's not to say that we've got much evidence to do it but I think that there are some common themes and elements that we find in their respective stories but we'll come to that later on in the session. To begin with, let's talk through in very brief and simple terms what the uh, Celtic scholars of the 20th century had to say with regards to Manawadan and Mananan MacLear. Now, one of the first two Um, to sort of approach this matter after W.J. Griffith was, of course, the great Celtic scholar Rachel Bromwich. Rachel Bromwich... Who gave us Trioidanis uh, Pradain, the Triads of the Islands of Britain, and great editions such as Kilochandalwen? So she's definitely one of the more important Celtic scholars of the 20th century. Uh, and I'm hoping in future to actually do a series on her work, because it's fascinating stuff, especially the triads, but that's to come in the future. For now, let's stick to what she has to say about the matter of Manawadan and how he relates to Mananan MacLear. So she begins by saying, the name of Manawadan is evidently related to the territorial name Manaw, applied in early times both to the Isle of Man and to the region of Manaw Gododdin, which lay along the southern shore of the Firth and Forth. i I'll show you where that is. So if you can see uh, Gododdin, that's the ancient Welsh kingdom of the Godardin tribe, who were around the 4th, 5th, 6th centuries, just about. And if you can just see to the left of the name Godardhin, you'll see an area called Mannau Godardhin, which was pretty much in the northwestern corner of the Godardin Kingdom. So Manau either in the name Manawuddan, either comes from Manawgadoddin, or perhaps even from the Isle of Man. And of course, on this map here, which is a map of the north of England and southern Scotland, and just a little bit of Northern Ireland uh, on the left there, you'll see the island, the little island, uh, on the bottom left of the image, that's the Isle of Man. So either Manawuddan... His name derives from Mannawgododdyn or the Isle of Man. And we're going to consider both options here. So go back to Rachel Brumwich. And in the middle of the paragraph now. And whatever the origin of the relationship, the Welsh Mannawoddan undoubtedly corresponds with the Irish Sea God Mananan MacLear. Okay, we've covered this already. But this is the interesting thing here. Who in a euhemarised uh, 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 form, uh, is is when a historical person, individual, turns into a mythological figure, into a god. So Rachel Bromwich thinks that there's evidence that Mananan Maclear, or Manawudan, whoever the original person was, was an, a, actually a historical person who becomes a god later in Celtic tradition. And that's because of this quote, which is found in an Irish text called Cormac's Glossary, which was created around the 900s. And this is what Cormac's glossary tells us. Mananán was a celebrated merchant who was in the Isle of Man. He was the best pilot that was in the west of Europe. He used to know, by studying the heavens, that is, using the sky, the period which would be fine weather and the bad weather, and when each of these two times would change. Hence, the Scots and Britons, i.e. the early Welsh, called him a god of the sea, and hence they said he was son of the sea, i.e. Maclear, which is uh, Gaelic or Irish for son of the sea. So very interesting. Here we have Cormac's glossary essentially describing the process of euhemerization: historic real person, uh, through legend, turning into a mythological figure everything looks pretty fine so far, yeah? And we can say that that kind of works out because Mananan Macleir is very closely associated with the sea in the Irish tradition. We need only think of stories such as Imran Bran, the, the Voyage of Bran. He's also closely associated with the sea in the Manx tradition also, the tradition of the Isle of Man, but we'll come to that in a moment. So, so far, so good, Yeah. This could be a reasonable explanation for what's going on, and this is pretty much what Rachel Bromwich is proposing. She does go on, though; she's got a little bit more to say about her favourite theory. The exact nature of the relation between Manannan MacLir and Manawdán Váblir is difficult to ascertain, but as you can see from the similarity between the two names, there's definitely some type of relationship. The most acceptable explanation to Rachel Bromwich, the most reasonable she assumes, is perhaps that offered by Vinditch. Can't read German, unfortunately, but we'll take Rachel Bromwich's word for it. Now Vinditch claimed that both Irish and Welsh forms were derived independently from the place name, Welsh Manau, and Irish Mana or Manu. But that's whereas the Welsh Manawudan is based on the nominative case. That is, it's the case that gives us um, a standard name. It's the subject of a sentence, yeah? Mananan is derived from the Irish stem, manu. We can compare the surviving Scottish place names, Clackmunan, Slamanan, which preserve the genitive case, that is, which gives us the possessive sense of a word, yeah? Uh, I'm assuming what that means here is that Mananan means the person from Manu, uh, Mananan being the person who belongs to Manu in a way, the genitive case. If this explanation is correct, Manawadan, Mananan, can be regarded as a deity known from early times in both Ireland and Wales. So Rachel Bromwich's preferred explanation is not just that this was uh, a man who turns into a god and is then believed in as a sea god by both the Welsh and the Irish and the Scottish-Gaelic folks uh, up in Scotland, but also that their respective names, Mananán MacLear and Manawadán, are essentially just different evolutions, different types of name derived from the place name, Isle of Man or Manawgadoddyn. Pretty straightforward, yeah? Well, you'd think so. But actually, later scholars, such as Patrick Sims Williams, disagree with this. They don't think that this is the case. And Patrick Sims Williams uh, is, you know, an important figure in Celtic scholarship today. Uh, he's an editor of an important journal. He's written a really fantastic book called Irish Influence on Medieval Welsh Literature, which is an amazing source book. So he knows what he's talking about, so we should pay attention to what he says. And in his book, Irish Influence on Medieval Welsh Literature, he has this to say. It is simpler to regard Manawaddan as a Welsh adaptation of the Irish name, altered so as to connect it clearly with Manaw, the Welsh equivalent of Irish Manan. That the form is Manawaddan rather than something like Manawan may be due to contamination with the word Manawid. Now, let's just be careful here. Patrick Sims williams is essentially agreeing with W.J. Griffith that Manawatan is borrowed from the Irish mananaan. and he believes that it turns into Manawatan, instead of something that sounds a bit more like Mananán, like Manawan, because of the influence of the Welsh word Manawyd or Manawyd, which essentially means an awl. It's a shoemaker's tool. Uh, Manawid makes uh, holes in leather before they're stitched, yeah? Now, this is interesting for us because, of course, Manawidan is one of the great shoemakers of the Welsh tradition. That's how he earns his living in Hereford. He's so good at making shoes that he's sort of uh, run out of town because he's putting all the other shoemakers out to business. So it's interesting. that This is part of his name, and this could be one of the images or properties of the character that's evoked in in the story by the storytellers. Manawadan looks like Manawid. He's obviously a shoemaker. That's probably what his name means. Perhaps in the in the medieval Welsh tradition. That is not so early in the in the Celtic tradition when this character is evolving. And here he refers specifically to W.J. Griffith. It is also possible, though not essential, to suppose with W.J. Griffith that an old Irish spelling, Manan in which N-D was merely a conventional spelling of N, Patrick Sims-Williams is describing here how an old Irish spelling of Manan could turn into Manan Dan, and how in many ways this is a relatively safe theory that this is the simplest theory and therefore the most likely. Uh, of course, many scholars, uh, many people in academia, like to see simple reasons and often assume that the simplest reason is the most likely. So, OK, all very interesting. We've got W.J. Griffith, uh, beginning back in 1953, saying Manor is just borrowed from the Irish Manannan. Then Rachel Bromwich... Agreeing with another German scholar in this in in this case, saying no no it's more likely that this was actually a god believed in by both the Irish and the Welsh and it's just that their names evolved slightly differently from the same place name that being uh, the Isle of Man or Manau Godardine and then Patrick Sims Williams saying no 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 I actually agree with W J Griffith it is more likely that Manawdhan is nicked from the Irish tradition fundamentally, and that we have also this influence of the all, the Manawid, coming in to change this Irish name slightly. Now, me personally, <clears throat> and this is just my opinion, I think they're all wrong. I think that Manawatan and Mananan Maclear could have evolved from an ancient. Uh, archetype, an ancient mythological figure in the Celtic tradition that evolves into both Manan Anma and Manawydan fab in both the Irish and the Welsh traditions respectively. I think there could be an older mythological figure that sits behind both of these characters. And the reason I say that is because... I don't just think it's their names that are similar. I think there are a few common themes in the characters of Mananan Makleer and Manawudan Vabshir, but also in the Isle of Man version of this character, who is called Manin Beg Maka And Manin Beg is effectively an evolved form of Mananán Maclir. But this evolved form of Mananán Maclir could also contain some of the older aspects of this, what I'm assuming to be an ancient um, archetype in the Celtic tradition. Now, just to be clear, Manx is um, a Q-Celtic language, so it's much closer to Uh, Irish uh, Gaelic, and in many ways it is a derived language. It comes from Irish Gaelic in many ways, although some people claim there are some P-Celtic or Brythonic elements in uh, in the Manx language also, but that's another conversation. So Maninbeg is almost certainly related or even derived in many ways from the Irish Mananan MacLear. But those traditions could also preserve some of the older archetype that have lasted longer in the Isle of Man and have evolved differently in Ireland, yeah? Let's take a look at the similarities between all of these different characters, shall we? W.J. Griffith... Actually, earlier on in his study Rhiannon, tells us something very interesting about Mananán Maclir. We've covered this already, but it's worth reminding you what W.J. Griffith had to say. This is, of course, talking about the story of the the conception of Mongan, one of the great hero kings of the Irish tradition. Now, Mananán Maclir offered help to Fichna to defeat his enemy who was, of course, Mananán himself. If you can remember that deception in the story, Mananán sets up a war between Fiechna and his disguised self, so Mananán Maclir is actually the enemy, and Mananán tricks Fiechna to attack this strange enemy up in the north so that he can set up this situation where he can effectively sleep with Fiechna's wife. He offered to help Fiechna to defeat his enemy, who was of course Mananan himself, for a consideration. Namely, that they should change forms and that Mananan should go to Ireland to Fiechna's court in Fiechna's form and sleep with Fiechna's wife. He said, I shall go there in thy shape so that thy wife shall not be defiled by it. So I'll change my form and appearance and I'll go and sleep with your wife so that she's not defiled by me sleeping with her. She'll just think it's you. So it was agreed and Fechna in Mananan's form was able to conquer his enemy and seize the kingship of Lachlan. So Mananan is a magic being so he can lose the fight up in the north but he can also sleep with Fechna's wife. At the same time, Pfeichna's wife became pregnant by Mananán in Pfeichna's form. And in um, uh, another story, uh, in The Voyage of Bran, we see Mananán describing the son that he wants to have with Fiechna's wife. He will delight the company of every she, so every fairy mound. He will be the darling of every goodly land. He will make known secrets, a course of wisdom in the world, without being feared. So his son is going to be a great man, effectively. Mananan Maclir wants to create a great king. And in other stories, we see how Mananan Maclir is effectively someone who wants to test kings, as in the adventures of Cormac, for example. There's a sense that he's testing Cormac the king to find out if he is a man of integrity, if he can tell the truth, for example. If he's worthy of the kingship of Ireland, is what's being implied in that story. And here we see that Mananan Maclear wants to found a great lineage. He wants to have a great king as a son. So Mananan Maclear is connected with the theme of good kingship, he wants perfect kings in the mortal realm. He is, of course, in many ways, one of the Danann, so he's one of the immortal uh, folk. So it's not right for him to sit on a mortal throne, is one way we could see it, but he wants to influence the kingship uh, of the mortal realm. He wants to influence the culture of kingship in Ireland. He wants good kings. Now, this is interesting because this is very similar to what we find in the Manx tradition. In Manx folklore, we hear this. He, Manin Beg, the Manx version of Mananan MacLear, was a mild ruler. He was a fair, mild, gentle ruler. Yeah? The tribute that he exacted from his followers, that is, the tax he raised on his subjects, was a bat, a measure of liach glass, green sedge, So he wasn't asking his subjects for money or any produce other than an abundantly growing weed, basically, a a plant that was everywhere, this green sedge. He was a gentle, mild ruler. He was a good king. He didn't act as some type of parasite sucking the populace dry so that he could increase his own wealth. He's a good king, yeah? The word Lierche is Manx for a person who deserved to be rewarded. Manin acquired the name Lierche on account of being a person who deserved to be rewarded. He was worthy of being the king of the Isle of Man. So, like Maninan and in Ireland, Manninbeg Beg on the Isle of Man is also connected with this idea of a good king. Now, it's different... MacLear himself isn't the good king in the Irish tradition. It's his son, Mongan, his children, and also the kings, the mortal kings that he tests, that he kind of initiates. These are his good kings in Ireland, but on the Isle of Man it's Maninbeg himself who's the good king. Now how does this compare to Manawadan in the Welsh tradition? Well... We can see that Manawuddan in the third branch, as those of you who are sitting the Four Branches course will know at the moment, Manawuddan in many ways is the great hero of the Four Branches. He is the most successful king. He succeeds in rescuing the whole kingdom of David from the Enchanted Mist. He succeeds in rescuing... Prianon, his partner, and his friend Pryderi from the Enchanted Castle. And he does all of this without even raising a sword. In the story itself, without even killing a mouse. He can achieve these great feats by doing very, very little. And in the Welsh Triads, we hear how Manawoddan is one of the great humble kings of Britain. He cannot be denied a kingdom even though he doesn't seek it for himself, which is a very interesting thing to say. yeah, He may not be looking for power, but people can't help but give him power because of his own personal virtue. He's a perfected king in that sense. yeah. So we can see in the figure of Mananan Maclir, Maninberg Mac- Macalircha, and Manawudan, we've got this very obvious theme of the perfected king the best man for the job. Who should be in charge? That's essentially what's being explored in all of these different variations of what I believe is a very ancient character. Now, of course, there is another connection, that being mist. Uh, Mananán MacLear in the Irish tradition can summon a mist, and it's an enchanted otherworldly mist. For example, in the story of Cormac, Cormac must pass through this mist so as to reach the other world to find his wife and children. In the folklore concerning Man in Beg on the Isle of Man, he is a king, a godlike king, who can protect the island by shrouding it in mist. This is part of the folklore of the Isle of Man. Man in Beg protects the island as a good king. By shrouding it in mist. Now of course in the third branch of the Mabinogi. Manawudan doesn't summon the mist himself. He is the victim of the enchanted mist. But we can still see how mist is uh, an important, a crucial part of his story. So I would say there's enough there to see that it's not just about the names it's not just about the similarities of the names and what the names tell us about the different evolutions of this, I would say, more ancient mythological character in these separate traditions. I would say that there's something far more going on. Now, neither do we have enough data, enough evidence. We don't really have enough sources to back my argument up. But I still think that there's something more going on. I still would rather believe that Manawadan and Mananan Maclear and Maninbeg are all evolved versions of an older figure, a figure that they all inherited from the more ancient Celtic tradition of roughly 3,000 years ago.